Thank you, Rosie, for having me. I'm just happy to be here. And I'd be remiss if I didn't say happy Martin Luther King Jr. birthday. Um, W.E.B. Du Bois, it, it would be Du Bois if, if he was, you know, French, but um, it was anglicized here. Um, he shows up in the book um, and, and looms large for three reasons. The first is um, just in terms of the plot and the character development, there's um, a uh, character, Uncle Root, who is very beloved of the protagonist, Ailey, and he worships Du Bois, you know, as if he's still living at the time that the, the Ailey story begins. And he has this random kind of connection uh, meeting with Du Bois. And it, it really pushes and directs his entire life. Um, the second reason that Du Bois uh, is in the book is because W.B. Du Bois is the greatest African-American intellectual of the 19th and the 20th century. He lived nearly a hundred years. And um, I just mentioned Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. He actually died the day before the March on Washington for Jobs um, and Freedom in 1963. And so he, he fuels every Black intellectual from the early, you know, 1900s until now. His debates with Booker T. Washington in print uh, as to what was supposed to be the role of the African-American in American society. For educated African-Americans, there's no way that you can get past W.B. Du Bois. You read him, if you go to a historically Black college, you read him in history classes, you read him in sociology classes, you read him in political science, you read him if you're studying literature. And even if you do not attend a historically black college in America, what happens is you will be told you are not truly educated as a black person until you read at least two works by W.B. Du Bois. And the third reason is that his words constitute a metaphor as you move throughout the book for black history, black culture, and the black experience in America. There's a, a feeling that his words give the book, I hope, you know, I try to create a mood you know, so that every major section you will see his words and then they will connect in, in some way to- Yes, to that, that, that is absolutely true. He's very powerful in, in a kind of shadowy presence as well as a real presence. So in the, the book is, is, a, is a complicated structure, but essentially it's the story of the family and a group of people and the heritage of Ailey, who is your heroine in today. It's free blacks, it's enslaved people, it's Scottish colonial, as well as Native American. And you, you bring us this whole story. So can you, can you tell us how the kind of the genesis of how this whole wonderful saga knits together? Well, for, 
I think any any um, artist, you first just start with with a nascent idea or maybe even just a pulse in in your spirit, um, if that makes sense. And then as you continue to work on the piece, then it starts to to take shape. Um, the the story really the the novel is really about America writ large. Um, so while it's a family drama, it's really about America, and you know. So I kind I want to tell people that because I think you know sometimes whenever there's a family, people automatically assume this is about a family, and then what I've noticed is people get into the book and they're like there's a lot of stuff in here. And I'm like, that's because it's about America. But um, I always laugh that the, the novel actually was just supposed to be a much shorter beach read. And <laughs> so what, ha <laughs> what happened was I had an agent and I, I still have her and she's quite beloved where, you know, I, I'm very close to her. And um she told me when I told her I only wanted to write short stories, she said, well, there's no money in stories. She's, you know, very nurturing, but also very honest. And so I lied to her that I was going to write her a novel. And I figured I'd get the novel out of the way. And then I'd come back to what I really love to do, which is write stories. And um, so I'd send her little excerpts and She'd be very um, nurturing and, and encouraging, but she'd always say, this, this seems like a story. This doesn't seem like it's going anyplace. It's part of a novel. And so then I was really trying to write Ailey's story, but far less serious than what you see in the book. And then I started having dreams and... Um, these people would come to me and they'd be dressed in old fashioned clothes. And I would see a, a plantation house in, in the distance. And, um, and then when I would wake up, there would be um, prose selections in my head and uh, they'd be very lyrical. And that's how it, it started to take shape as, as a different um, as a as a much different book than I had envisioned. So a lot of the book takes place in a long time ago. I, I mean, I was really fascinated by all the intermarriage between so many different ethnic groups that were in particularly the southern states. Did you, mm -hmm. Was that something you knew or something that you discovered and researched? Well, I am Afro-Indigenous. Um, I'm a multiracial uh, person. But I identify as Black, and also one of the reasons I do that is there's no way that anybody would look at me and think, hey, she's not a Black person. But um, I have um, uh, European ancestry on both sides, uh, white slaveholders, and then I have uh, Indigenous, Native American on both sides. And there are many Black people in America who have at least one non-African ancestor. There, a lot of, of us just don't talk about it because we identify as, as African-American. So I already knew that, 
But in terms of the uh, granular details, as it were, of Native American culture and Native American life, that is something that I spent a lot of time researching. I'm out here in Oklahoma, and this was one of the places where when um, Native Americans' land was stolen from them and then they were violently um, ejected from the southeastern United States, this is where they ended up, the five southeastern tribes, um, including the, the Creek and the Cherokee. So um, I'd never read a book like that, a novel. I'd read you know, history books. And so I, I thought, first, I just wanted to write a book that, you know, as Toni Morrison talks about a book that I wanted to read. But second of all, I knew that it wouldn't be respectful if I did not start in the beginning uh, with the Native American people who occupied that land. Yes, I, I mean, it's one of the many enormous strengths of that book. I learned so much from it. And you certainly have this terrible feeling of the violence that began America at the, the early times that you write about. Um, we haven't got masses of time, but I wanted to pick up on a thread that, no, it's much more than a thread. It's a whole like yarn thread. The importance of educating girls in particular and your wonderful college, Rightledge College, that it comes in and out of the story in, in all sorts of different ways. Um, is What is the state of girls' education, particularly young, young black girls' education now? Well, we do very well. Um, black, black women are, are of course having issues in the United States because of, um, racism, white supremacy and misogyny, but in terms of the community and those people who receive the most education, it would be black women. Um, and that's one of the things that I wanted to focus on because typically, uh, black women, even though we hold up the community, we're pushed a lot to the background. And so, as I say, um, when you get to the end of the book, um, I have a little afterward and I say, this is a, a, a black feminist novel. I'm unashamed about that. I wanted to write uh, an epic uh, about America that was written from the point of view of people and women who look like me, uh, dark brown skinned women, and to place them in, in the forefront. So yes, women's education is incredibly important to love songs. Is Rackledge College a real place or is it a fictional place? That it's both a real and a fictional place. There is no uh, college named Rutledge College, but there are many historically Black colleges in the United States, like Rutledge. In particular, Spelman College was founded to educate African-American women. My mother is a graduate of Spelman College, and my two sisters, um, one of my sisters is late, are graduates of Spelman College, and I am a graduate of Talladega College, which is an historically Black college. I have one, one last question for you, and that is, um, 
it's such a dazzling achievement this book it's so complex as well and it's so extraordinarily you have so many different strands and you take people forwards and backwards and i've never at any moment felt lost or not knowing where i was you said at the beginning that you were a short story writer so here's a book that's what 700 pages did you plan it all out 790 okay did you plan it all out because the the complexity of it, it's like a massive jigsaw puzzle did you have it all in your head before you began no no i didn't but what i did have if this doesn't sound silly i had it all in my spirit and my spirit spoke to me and whenever i would get um frustrated or frightened then I would have dreams and my spirit would speak to me and I would get up and I would keep on going. 